Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Nice to have you here. I am indeed Rudy Maxa, and you are indeed in Rudy Maxa's world. Nice to have you with me this weekend. Coming up this hour, we're going to meet the author of a new biography of Mr. Polar Exploration. Ernest Shackleton. He was a womanizer. He was a business failure. But he made his mark by pioneering the path to the South Pole 100 years ago. We'll learn more about this world traveler when we meet author Michael Smith. Then if you don't think you can take world-class photos with an iPhone, well, you haven't seen the book by my old friend David Hume Kennerly. It's a new one. You might recognize David's name, by the way. He's a former time photographer. He won the Pulitzer in 1971 for a collection of his photos, many taken during the Vietnam War. He shot the Ali Fraser fight. He was Times photographer on the scene shortly after the massacre at Jonestown and took the pictures right after, because he happened to be in that part of the world when it happened, right after that horrendous event. If you don't remember it, ask your mother and father about it. He was also uh, President George, uh, For excuse me, Gerald Ford's personal White House photographer. Cut quite a swath through Washington, D.C. as a bachelor. His new book is titled David Hume Kennerly on the iPhone, Secrets and Tips from a Pulitzer Prize winning photographer, and I look forward to learning a few tips from him at about half past the hour. Now, you may know that when you're using a public Wi-Fi network in a coffee shop, a hotel, or an airport, cyber criminals can tap into your computer. But did you know that your phone, laptop, or tablet can also be connecting to Wi-Fi without your knowledge when you're traveling, thus opening the door to hackers? We'll meet Sean Murphy, the CEO of an app that will be released in January called Private Giant, to learn if there's anything we can do to protect our digital selves when we're on the road. Towards the end of the hour, we'll talk with a children's book author, Shannon Jones, about her series of books for young travelers, a great way to get your kids interested in going to foreign destinations. Let's start with a quick uh, look at the travel news, as we always do during this first hour of the week. Well, this week, United followed Delta Airlines in announcing higher spending thresholds for frequent flyers striving to reach elite status. Spending thresholds uh, for silver members are the following. They're going to have to spend $3,000 in the United tickets next year rather than $2,500. Gold will go from $5,000 to $6,000. Platinum members from $7,500 to $9,000. And Premier 1K members from $10,000 to $12,000. Remember, that's money you've got to spend on United tickets. And it doesn't include taxes and fees, by the way. It's just the base cost of the ticket. Now, this uh, new rule applies to members with U.S. addresses. And like Delta, United will uh, exempt all elite-level members from these spending requirements if they put at least $25,000 on a co-branded United credit card in 2015, which sort of, you know, it sort of blows a hole in the airlines, Deltas, and United's arguments that, hey, you know, um, uh, we really just want to award those people who are spending a lot of money on our tickets, our, our premium frequent flyers. Yeah, but... If you have a United co-branded credit card and you spend 25,000 miles, all bets are out the window. Well, you do have to fly X number of miles to reach, reach the status levels as well. But still, the money thing, you know, put your $2,000 a month rent on, uh, on your United credit card, add another 1000 and you've taken care of the money requirement. Hmm. You think most folks would be delighted with Marriott's promise to provide free Wi-Fi to members of its frequent guest program? Well, actually, there are a whole lot of really angry travel agents. That's because it turns out this offer, which is set to begin January 15th, 
is only good if you book your stay directly through Marriott. Now, that's a detail I didn't notice. In fact, I don't even think it was mentioned when Marriott did a big announcement of this thing. I reported on this offer a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't see anything about having to book directly through Marriott uh, to get your free Wi-Fi. Travel agents are afraid other hotel, hotel companies are going to follow suit, drive business away from them. I have a hunch non-Marriott websites that book hotels for us, such as Orbitz, Travelocity, Expedia, aren't too happy about this little Marriott footnote either. Footnote either. Nor am I as a Marriott frequent guest member. Agencies, I talked to someone at Travel Leaders this week. That's the country's second largest travel agency consortium after American Express. Travel Leaders say they're in conversation with Marriott about this. Bet they are. Let's see if it has any impact. You remember that Asiana jet that made a crash landing in San Francisco's airport last year? Three passengers were killed, more than 180 injured from the clumsy landing. Well, on Friday, South Korea ordered Asiana Airlines to suspend service to San Francisco for 45 days as a penalty. The airline's appealing the decision. Airlines that serve Seattle's airport are suing to stop the state's imposition of a higher minimum wage for airline workers. The state of Washington has the country's highest minimum wage right now. It's $9.72 an hour. Airport commissioners have decreed that the minimum for airport employees should go to $11.22 beginning in the new year. In January... Excuse me, in 2017, they want to raise it to $13 an hour. Airport authorities say this will cut down an employee turnover, but the airlines say it will cause irreparable harm to their bottom lines. Uh, I don't know about that. The company that provides SeaTac with baggage handling and wheelchair escorts also joined the airlines in its suit. We'll watch that space. Just another space we'll watch in the travel industry. And another casino in Atlantic City might be closing its doors. The Trump Taj Mahal would be the fifth casino to shut down this year in that struggling New Jersey beach community. I was there the, first, the day the first casino opened its doors, Resorts Casino, Resorts Hotels, Hotel and Casino International. I was a young reporter at the Washington Post, and there were lines outside waiting to get in. And those lines continued for, well, weeks, if not months, because uh, Resort had the place to itself for the first year. It's a whole different story now. In 2006, gambling revenue in Atlantic City was $5.2 billion. Last year, it was $2.86 billion. So from over $5 billion, to less than $3 billion. That's the story of Atlantic City in a nutshell. Carl Icahn said he wished he'd never answered the phone when Trump Entertainment Resorts called him and offered to sell him the Taj Mahal. He already owns the Tropicana Casino and Resort in Atlantic City after buying it out of bankruptcy in 2010. Congratulations, Mr. Icahn. You got another. Well, we've seen uh, onboard showers and bars and bedrooms on several carriers that have bought that huge Airbus 390. That's the two-level plane. That's uh, I don't know if you've seen one yet at an airport. There's still many airports. Well, most airports in the world can't even handle the arrival of that uh, plane. I have not flown it, but I have seen it. It's a it's a behemoth. It's a really big plane. And to see two stories of windows, you know, you're used to seeing maybe those that top row of windows on the bubble at the uh, behind the cockpit on the 747, but to see an entire length of a plane with two stories of windows is is uh, quite quite impressive. At any rate, uh, Etihad has upped the game considerably by building an apartment in its 380s it's about to put into service. An apartment. Three rooms totaling 125 square feet, a bedroom, living room, bathroom, the shower, and, of course, a private butler to meet the apartment's temporary residence needs. How much does it cost, you ask? A one-way ticket between Abu Dhabi and London, Weighs in at $21,000, one way. Now, that's for two people, so a relative bargain. London to Sydney will be 40000 one way. 
According to Bloomberg News, the apartment's already been rented for the first uh, 10 flights of the new plane, the inaugural flight, December 27th. Hey, it makes a great Christmas gift. And happy holidays from Baltimore, Washington International Airport. From November 15th through January 15th, BWI will give drivers 30 minutes of free parking in the airport's hourly garage to allow drop-off and pickup of travelers. Happy holidays. Stick around. After this break, we're going to come back with the author of a new biography of one of the world's great explorers. Shackleton is the name of the book. Shackleton is the name of the explorer. Don't go away in Rudy Max's world. Nice to have you here with me this weekend. Don't go away. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Rudy Maxa here with an important message from LifeLock. Identity theft has become such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it all. Forbes says 20% of Americans have been affected by identity theft. So protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home with LifeLock Ultimate Plus, the most comprehensive identity theft protection by calling 800-877-3136. 800-877-3136 or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. This is the sound of a wintry morning run. And that's someone digging his new ski gear from REI. At REI, we all love the sounds of the outdoors. And we also know you like the sound of a good deal, like the kind you'll find at the REI pre-holiday sale. Save up to 30% on the best in outdoor gifts. Plus, enjoy free shipping. The REI pre-holiday sale, now through November 23rd. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. This eczema is driving me crazy. All I do is... No matter what I use on this dry, itchy red skin, I can't stop... Introducing the first eczema lotion from Cortisone 10. It contains the strongest non-prescription itch medicine to relieve the... Plus seven moisturizers to help heal severe dry skin. Once you start using it, you'll stop the... For good. Ah, that's better. New Cortisone 10 Eczema Lotion. Feel the heal. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 18 minutes after the hour, and this portion of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by our friends at Orbits.com, who remind you that everyone knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, and instant margarita buzz. With the Orbits Rewards Program, the payoff comes just as quickly. You'll earn free hotel nights faster when you earn rewards instantly by buying flights, hotels, and vacation packages at Orbits.com. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbits mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. So join Orbits Rewards today at Orbits.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbits.com slash rewards or RudyMaxa.com is uh, the radio show's website. Look under sponsors. You'll see a direct link there. Well... 
One guy who did a lot of traveling and didn't necessarily got a lot, a lot of instant vacation gratification was an explorer named Shackleton. And that's the title of Michael Smith's new book, Shackleton by Endurance We Conquer. It's a thick tome. This is a big tome, but this is great adventure reading. Michael Smith, it's an honor to have you on the show. Thanks for coming in today. It's a pleasure to be with you. This, uh, this guy was a piece of work, wasn't he? Well, he lived uh, only to the age of 47, but he packed more into those 47 years than most of us could even dream about. He was a truly remarkable character. He, he was, and we'll talk about what happened to him at age 47 and where he died, because I, I did not know that until I read your book. Um, but let's sort of go back to the beginning. I sort of thought, you know, I, I, I really didn't think much about Shackleton. I knew his Antarctica expeditions, but I thought, you know, he, he must have set out one day and done it all. Uh, I didn't know about Sir Clement, uh, is it, uh, what was his name, Mar- Mara? Markham. Markham, excuse me, and uh, Robert Fallon Scott, who apparently apparently was the cat. Was that his first trip to the South to the South Pole? Do I recall correctly? Yes, it was, and, and I think you, you've put your your finger on the most about. But when you scrape away the the exterior, there's actually much much more to this. And that's what I've bring book. And uh, Shackleton went down to the Antarctic in 1901, which was really the first serious attempt to explore the interior of the Antarctic. They, they hoped to get to the South Pole, but uh, actually that was far beyond their capacity. Um, but it was a noble uh, attempt. And what it did for Shackleton was it actually exhilarated him. It, it, uh, it kind of gave him the buzz to be an explorer. He absolutely loved it. And uh, he found the thrill of discovery. And uh, that's why he then went back three more times. But... <laughs> When you say it exhilarated him, well, first, oh, let me, let, another misconception I had was, well, they went down there in a ship, they looked around with the binoculars, took a couple pictures, came home and raised a flag of triumph. But in fact, that very first trip, which, which Shackleton did not, uh, was not in charge of, they went out for a little hike that lasted months, and Shackleton barely made it back alive. That's why when you use the word exhilaration, I was, I'm surprised. Well, he, he, what he discovered, really, was the joy of being an explorer. As ah. he put it once, you know, standing where you cannot believe what it feels like to stand where nobody has been before. This was the sort of man he was. He was a bit of a dreamer, but he had these wonderful visions. And you're absolutely right. I mean, that journey, they tried to reach the South Pole. They made 300 miles, uh, and it was a tortuous experience. Um, temperatures down to minus 30, that's Fahrenheit. Uh, um, they ran out of food, they took dogs, but they didn't know how to drive them, and the dogs literally dropped dead in their tracks. Uh, And they all started, actually began the journey, if you can believe it, in the early stages of scurvy. So they really were um, fighting with one arm tied behind their back. And you're right, Shackleton only just made it back. Um, He came very, very close to dying. Yeah, you you said when on his feet, he was barely on his feet when he got back. Just a footnote yeah. on scurvy. I'll just uh, I was fascinated to learn that they had no understanding of of, of the, the importance of vitamin C in warding off scurvy. But they, but the, yet yet the native Intuits didn't have scurvy, and it was because they ate seal meat. So uh, the, the, the 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 cook on the ship was ordered to start cooking seal meat, but he was sort of offended that he had to do that. So he overcooked it, thus cooking out all the vitamin C. Did I encapsulate it correctly? Yeah, that's just about it, really. I, I, I mean, you have to look at, you have to put these things into context. Sure. Uh, at the time of these expeditions, you know, you're going back to the beginning of the 20th century, 
the British ruled the world. 25% of the world's population um, operated under the British flag. They believed they knew everything. There was nothing that anybody could teach them. Uh, They were the the greatest imperial power the world had ever known. So the idea that some Inuits, for example, could come along and teach them how to survive um, was just beyond any recognition for them. And they, they never quite worked out, how come Inuit never get scurvy? You know, when the British went up to the Arctic many times and there were many, many expeditions, many people died, and they died from, amongst other things, scurvy. But they never quite worked out, how come these guys who live up there never get scurvy? And that was exactly the same when they turned their attention to the Antarctic. They arrived, and as I said, at the beginning of Shackleton's first expedition, he actually set out in the early stages of scurvy, which is quite remarkable today because we understand you need vitamin C to ward off scurvy. Very sadly, that wasn't um, identified until the late 1920s, long after these men were all dead. My guest is Michael Smith. He's the author. He's a, a journalist and a historian. And this is his newest book. It's called Shackleton, By Endurance We Conquer. It's a fascinating, just a riveting story, a narrative of Shackleton's uh, attempt, uh, several attempts to uh, well, several trips, I should say, sailings to the, to Antarctica. Can you just give us a thumbnail sketch of this guy's personality? I know you found him to be a, a womanizer, though he did have a wife who stuck with him till the end, Emily. But uh, give us a little, little, little sense of this guy. Was he braggadocio from the beginning, or did that come later? I think the, the best way to describe him, Rudy, is that there were two Shackletons. There was the guy on the ice, the explorer, who was, in my, in my view, one of the great explorers of all time. I mean, we talk about Scott and Amundsen getting to the South Pole first. Well, they got there because Shackleton showed them the way. He pioneered the route. He, he was an extraordinary character on the ice. He was a great leader of men. Uh, he uh, had extraordinary judgment, very, very fine Uh, critical life and death decisions. You you really could trust this man with your life. On the other hand, the fellow at home was completely different. At home, he was what the Irish would call a rake. Uh, He was, uh, uh, as you say, he was a womanizer. He couldn't hold down a job. Uh, He tried a string of uh, business ventures, all of which failed spectacularly, not just a little bit, but failed spectacularly. He had absolutely no concept of money which is in the 21st century sounds a rather odd thing to say. But let me just illustrate the point. He worked at one stage in a a very big engineering company in Scotland. Uh, He was there for about a year. For five months, he didn't pick up his wages. (laughs) When, 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 When he was absolutely broke... Uh, uh, out of money, uh, huge debts running uh, into in modern day terms, maybe five hundred thousand dollars. That sort of sums of money. Um, he, he's, his men's wages weren't paid. Uh, um, he owed money to in all sorts of places. He owed money. So what did he do? He went off on a lecture tour in places like America, and gave the money away. Oh he didn't pay off his debts or pay his men's wages. He gave the money to charity. He was that sort of guy. He had absolutely no concept of money. It's difficult, really, as I say, in the 21st century to think people like that existed. But he had no concept of money. And that and, continued uh, all the way to the end. He was a good businessman. Right, and that continued all the way to the end. His last expedition was poorly financed, you report. And we only have a minute left, Michael. I could talk to you about this all the whole hour, but in, in one minute, uh, tell us how he died at 47. He was doing what he wanted to do, wasn't he? 
Yes, he was. It's a it's a very poetic end, actually. He was a man who loved poetry, and uh, uh, there he was in his mid to late 40s, and he didn't really have a role in life, and so he decided on one more expedition to the Antarctic. On, on the way down south, he stopped at Buenos Aires, had a massive heart attack, which he shrugged off, and then sailed down to South Georgia, which is really the last port of call before you enter the Antarctic ice, when he got there, he had another massive heart attack and died. And his men cabled home to his wife, Emily, and said, we'll send the body back. And she said, no, don't bury him where he fell, because that's where he was happiest. And that really summed up Shackleton. He was happiest in the ice. He was very uncomfortable at home in domestic routine. On the ice, he was an absolute giant, but a compelling man to write about. Well, it's, it's winter here in the Western Hemisphere, so there's no better time than to read about his winter expeditions to Antarctica, which, of course, were our summers. This is a great book. It's called Shackleton, By Endurance We Conquer. It's available right now, and the author is Michael Smith, and he's my guest, and I'm delighted to have you in the house this weekend, Mr. Smith. Best of luck with the book. It's been a pleasure. Lovely talking to you. Take care. Ah. Great book, great book. I had no idea Shackleton was such a complex figure and that he, what kind of uh, barriers he faced to become great. Stick around, we'll be right back with David Kennerly. How to use that iPhone to take good pictures. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. With the Orbitz Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. Earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. This portion of the show is brought to you by our friends at LifeLock who want to pass along this important message. Identity theft has become a, such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop at all. Forbes magazine says 20% of Americans have been affected by identity theft. And boy, can that turn your life upside down. So protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, your credit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home with LifeLock Ultimate Plus. It's the most comprehensive identity theft protection you can find. Give them a ring at 800-877-3136. 800-877-3136. 
3136. Or visit the radio show website, RudyMaxa.com. Look under sponsors for that phone number or a direct link. David Hume Kennerly was uh, 25 years old when he received his, his Pulitzer Prize in 1972. That, irrit- that, that didn't irritate us. It made many of us green with envy because I'm his age and I was a young Washington Post reporter at the time. I didn't have a Pulitzer, for goodness sake. It's for a collection of his photographs that he was uh, shooting primarily for Time magazine at the time in Southeast Asia. Uh, he has photographed the Ali Fraser fight. I certainly remember his dramatic photos from the Jonestown massacre, the cover of Time. But he's got a book out that's on a little happier subject than those that I just mentioned. It's called David Hume Kennerly on the iPhone, Secrets and Tips from a Pulitzer Prize winning photographer. And if you think your iPhone can't produce stuff that friends, your friends really like to look at, pick up this new book. David, welcome to the show. Hi, Rudy. How are you? Fine. I, you know, because this, we have such a brief time with you, I'd l- just tick off some of the things, and I'll give you a hint of what I'm looking at. You talk about blending in. You talk about getting to know your subject before you click the shutter. Some of the things – well, I guess there aren't shutters anymore, are there? Uh, some of the <laughs> techniques you use to to make a great photograph. Well, you know, because you have a travel show, one of the uh, – one of my – Great tips is uh, get a window seat on the airplane. I, every time I get on a plane and people shut down the, put the shutters down, they watch TV. I'm I'm kind of appalled by that. If it's a nice day out there, I mean, you and I have gone back and forth between L.A. and Washington and New York like ten thousand times, and every time you go, it's a different view. So uh, that's one good tip. But I. Taking pictures is all about telling stories. That's the main thing. And uh, I try to tell a story with my photos, whether it's looking at uh, Chicago as you're tilting in toward O'Hare or uh, a nice photo of your kids uh, studying. And um, as you can tell from the book, the iPhone's a great instrument, in, uh, or any, any, any hand phone is a great instrument for taking photos. Well, I, you know, I'm, I, you know, we all used uh, regular uh, single end reflex cameras in our in our youth, and uh, I still. So, I, I mean, I think I, what you're telling me is, uh, when I take a picture of the iPhone, I go, "Geez, I wish I had enough room to have brought my Nikon with me or my Canon, whatever you carry." Um, but you're saying you can do a pretty darn good job with the iPhone, or with well, with, I, with any phone, like with a camera. Absolutely, and I, I mean, I'm not sponsored by anybody i just like uh, uh i use good tools in my photography i'm a canon shooter uh the canon cameras are my day job instruments but i don't carry a camera around all the time and, and now i do and i think everybody else does i mean there have been, there have been more photos taken in the last year than history and, and that's <laughs> really kind of a, that's an astonishing fact that uh, is and um and probably as by the time we get through with this interview, there will be a million photos that will have been taken probably at the, at the least. But, you know, David Hume Kennerly on the iPhone is a, a good roadmap about taking better pictures. I can't teach you how to see, but I can show you where to look. And I think that's what the book is all about. Well, it's, a, it's an inspiration, too, because I look at these photographs. I take a lot of pictures. I don't do it for a living as you do, but I take a lot of pictures, and I'm looking at yours going, wait a minute, I could have done I, You know, I see what he saw there. I get this. Um, you, you do use um, uh, some, uh, it looks like you use some uh, apps that you've downloaded to soft focus, to turn to black and white, or to change perspectives, uh, uh, what's in well, focus, what's not. Is there something you really recommend? 
Yeah, I don't think an app is going to make a bad picture good. Okay. Uh, but I, what they do is they enhance your vision. All the photos, yes, I, I've used uh, one of the apps I use is Hipstamatic, and they give right. you a variety of like lenses and films and different looks. I don't use a lot of different apps, but and I like a straight ahead black and white square, like a Roloflex or Hasselblad uh, application. Um, you know, it's just whatever suits you. There's no right or wrong. There are no rules. Uh, uh, nowadays, uh, because of technology, you can take better exposed and sharper photos. But really what I'm going for, and one of the things I'm trying to accomplish with the book, was to help people improve their content. And, uh, and another, way of, right. another way of doing that is that we're all in the same neighborhood all the time and at home. Take a look at the world as if you just landed from Mars and everything is different. I mean, that really makes a difference. And overcoming familiarity is one of the hardest things about taking photos around your hood. And I think that was one of that's one of the chapters in the book about how to do that. I think you'll take greater, greater photographs if you pick up this book. I think you'll be inspired. I think your friends will be happy you're taking better photographs, as will your family. And I think in the long run, you will be too. David Hume Kennerly's new book is called David Hume Kennerly on the iPhone, Secrets and Tips from a Pulitzer Prize winning photographer. It's published by Goff, G-O-F-F Books. It's available right now. David, thank you for taking time out of your weekend to be with me. Thanks, Rudy. Good seeing you the other day. Nice seeing you for lunch as well. Take care. Be right back here on Rudy Max's World. Now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Rudy Maxa here with an important message from LifeLock. Identity theft has become such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it all. Forbes says 20% of Americans have been affected by identity theft. So protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home with LifeLock Ultimate Plus, the most comprehensive identity theft protection by calling 800-877-3136, or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. This is the sound of a wintry morning run. And that's someone digging his new ski gear from REI. At REI, we all love the sounds of the outdoors. And we also know you like the sound of a good deal, like the kind you'll find at the REI pre-holiday sale. Save up to 30% on the best in outdoor gifts. Plus, enjoy free shipping. The REI pre-holiday sale, now through November 23rd. What makes a good thing even better? How about having twice as much of it? For a limited time, Boost Mobile now offers you double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Yes, double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Let that sink in for a second. Okay, now just to make sure you heard me right, Boost Mobile is now offering double the high-speed data while dropping the price. I'm not kidding. Unlimited talk and text, and now with double the data starting at only $35 a month. 
That's lots of freaking data for not a lot of dough. Listen, you've got to get in on this double dose of data. Seriously, why pay more when you can pay less for twice as much? Hurry up. This offer will not last forever. Visit BoostMobile.com or your local Boost Mobile retailer for details. Offer ends 1-5-15. Boost has no annual contracts. Double the data from Boost previous offers. Offers and coverage not available everywhere and subject to change. Offer network use rules and other restrictions apply. Visit BoostMobile.com for details. This eczema is driving me crazy. All I do is... No matter what I use on this dry, itchy red skin, I can't stop... Introducing the first eczema lotion from Cortisone 10. It contains the strongest non-prescription itch medicine to relieve the... Plus seven moisturizers to help heal severe dry skin. Once you start using it, you'll stop the... For good. Ah, that's better. New Cortisone 10 eczema lotion. Feel the heal. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. This portion is brought to you by our loyal sponsor, Tourism Ireland. We've done shows there for three years in a row. We're going to do it again shortly. We're going to do a couple shows out of there. Nowadays, it's easier than ever to visit Ireland thanks to direct flights from many major U.S. cities. And once you arrive in what's become one of the hippest destinations in Europe, you'll want to explore it all. Ireland offers ancient landmarks, bustling cities, stunning coastlines, five-star hotels, and more. And you'll be sure to want to sample delicious cuisines being offered by a new generation of chefs eager to show the world that Ireland can compete on the food scene. Cities like Dublin, Belfast, and others have recently been listed on the best destination lists of National Geographic and TripAdvisor. Lonely Planet named Ireland among the top ten best travel countries for 2015. So what are you waiting for? Plan a trip today by visiting Ireland.com for more info and the vacation of a lifetime. Well, speaking of vacations, speaking of vacations, let's say you go on a vacation and, you know, you take your phone, you got your laptop and all that sort of thing. And you know that in some of these places you can, uh, uh, if, you're, if you, you're in a coffee shop or a hotel or an airport lounge, you're on a public Wi-Fi system, you know it's possible for somebody to tap into your computer. But my next guest, Sean Murphy, is the CEO of, of Private Giant. I'll ask him what that means in just a moment. And he says... That even if you don't know it, even if you're not consciously on Wi-Fi, someone can get into your information. Sean, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. I'm, I'm thrilled to be joining you today. This is sort of scary stuff. First of all, what is Private Giant? Well, Private Giant uh, is a company I started a little over a year ago. We're building a new technology uh, that will give everyone, not just a technology elite, the power of simplified online communications with file sharing, uh, using the services they currently use and the contacts they already have, but with rock-solid privacy and security. Uh, consider right. it sort of a, a check and balance of power on the tech giants already out there. So we're we're private giant, and we're here to help. Okay, so and this this will be available in mid-January or so? Yeah, we're, we're looking at uh, next year uh, time frame. And so if, if you want to uh, check out my Twitter, it's uh, private giant with a uh, – uh, I'm sorry, private Sean with a U. Or you can hit up our website. Uh, privategiant.com and, and keep posted. Keep posted on the progress. Okay, so so I'm so I'm sitting in a in a in a Starbucks. I'm not using my phone. I'm not I'm not surfing the internet using my laptop. What can a bad guy do? 
Well, a lot of times, uh, some interesting things that can be done with a phone when the Wi-Fi is turned on or Bluetooth is that sort of leaves a, a trace out there of, of who you are and and, and uh, what your technology is. And sometimes even if it's, even if it's just in my, Sean, even if it's just in my pocket, I'm not using it. Even if even if it's just in your pocket, uh, people will know that hey, you potentially have a a certain type of Android phone, and maybe they don't know who you are, but they can track you with that. They can track you across the city with that, and it's it. There's a lot of information that can be gained from that. What? What? How? Uh, can can the average person to do this, or do you have to have gone to MIT to do this? Well, you know, unfortunately, once information like this is disclosed, um, it gets posted online and it gets added on and added on, and before you know it, it's a simple little point and click, and there's a tool for it. Uh, so, no, you don't have to go to MIT to do a lot of this stuff nowadays. So, so this is relatively easy to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things you can do to to protect yourself. And um, you know to, to prevent these type of things, and uh, you know it's, it's not it's not hopeless. Well, okay. So what can you do to protect it yourself? Well, there's a, there's a lot of things you can do, but I, I, mean, sure. I really have a, a few simple things that you can do, and you can start now before you head on vacation, or if you're already out there, it's it's not too late. Uh, one is to somewhat back up and re- uh, and remove some of the sensitive data from your phone. Uh, this can include financial documents, uh, any stored passwords in your browser. That's that's a big one. Uh, mm-hmm. And apps that are set to automatically log in, it's like your your bank app, email. So even if they do somehow get access to your phone or, or track you, this will save you hours of headaches and anxiety down the road if somehow your device gets compromised or, or broken into. Uh, so that's that's really a key thing to to think about. And another thing to think about, too, is how important your email app is uh, for security these days. If someone has access to this, your email app, they can reset passwords to every other site that you have. Uh, And so uh, they can contact uh, friends and family as you, and they can do other nefarious things as well. Uh, So if if you have an email app and you're traveling, just check your email and log out. (laughs) And that's one of the best things you can do to keep yourself safe. My Uh, goodness. yeah, right. another another few things that you can do too is make sure you uh, take a look at all your security settings too. A lot of new apps and services have a uh, a thing called two factor authentication, and what this does is it gives you an extra layer of security. And so, you know, typically we think about username and password to get access to a site, but what if someone sure. gets access to that? Well, two factor is a, a a code that you get, whether or not it's sent to your phone or email. But what it does is if a, a cyber thief gets a cyber thief gets access to our, your username and password, they'll need that second code too, which only Okay, Sean, Sean, I want yes. you to hang on for a minute. We're gonna take a quick break. Hang on. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800 387 8025 We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Just before the commercial break, which we had to break for, we were in the middle of a conversation with Sean Murphy. He's CEO of Private Giant. It's a new, uh, well, it's a company that uh, is developing something that will be available this January that will help, among other things, uh, help keep your 
information secure in your laptops and your, your, your phones. And we we're talking about the ability of someone to tap into your phone, even if you're not surfing the net, just because you have the Wi-Fi on. Sean, let me, Jeff Wright, our engineer during the break, said he always turns off his Wi-Fi when he's out in the world and not using it. Is that a, is that a good, easy piece of advice right off the bat? That is the best thing that you can do when traveling. Is just just switch off that Wi-Fi connection, and that just prevents a, a, a whole bunch of problems. Some tracking you, connecting to an unsafe network. That's a great idea. I'll be darned. I mean, I, I walk around airports everywhere with it on all the time. Well, Sean, I you know I could talk to you in another half hour about this, and 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 we'd love to have you back on when uh, when you've got your thing up and running. Can we do that? We we'll absolutely do that. And I would love to do it. All right, but I, this is eye-opening me. Thank you, eye-opening for me. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You as well. Shannon Jones has written a book. She's written a children's book. I have it right here in front of me. It's called uh, Kiki's Big Adventures. Uh, well, this is Kiki's Big Adventures in Athens, Greece, but it's part of a series, Shannon. I gather you have written for children to familiarize them with different cultures and maybe make their a trip to someplace like that either desirable or educate them before they step on the plane. Absolutely. And how many books do you have out in this series? So this is the third book in the series. Uh, Kiki is the adventurous calico kitty traveling the world in her hot air balloon. So the first one came out a year and a half ago. She stopped in Paris first, and Rome, Italy was second, and now Athens, Greece just launched. Are you thinking of doing Cleveland, maybe, or Toledo? I mean, Kiki, you know, she gets around in her hot air balloon. So uh, you never know when, she, when she's going to pop in somewhere and write a book about it. Um, but we're really excited. I mean, Kiki, as you could see in the book, she lands in each of the cities, explores, makes friends, you know, sees the sights, culture, learns some language. Um, so, you know, it's fun yet educational, fun for the kids, also fun for the adults that have to read them with them. Why not go every night to uh, a fabulous place at story time? Why not? I say that all the time. Tell me a little about yourself. Do you have children? I don't, actually. Um, <laughs> funnily Who enough. better to write <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I always say Dr. Seuss said, because I mean, Dr. Seuss didn't have children, and Dr. Seuss said, I write the books to entertain the children. You have the children. So um, so that, that's what I often say. Um, and also, not having kids, I think, have the time to do this. But actually, um, I've been, I majored in communications, always loved to write, always wanted to write a book, uh, and I've been in marketing for 20 years. And, um, you know, funny, the, the way the story came about, it's inspired by my real-life cat. There's a real-life Kiki. And we adopted her in Seattle, Washington. And then I got transferred. I was doing marketing with Starbucks and transferred to Amsterdam uh, to head up marketing for Europe. And so Kiki went with us. And we moved her. And that's really where the whole idea started to come from as we traveled and Kiki made Dutch friends being in, in Amsterdam. And then we saw lots of cats and dogs in our travels. And, and our friends back home, the kids were asking, you know, where are you? Where, where's Kiki? So we just started to come up with this whole idea about wouldn't it be fun to take kids uh, you know, through the eyes of, the, of this cute, adorable character that Casey has created um, to these places and let them experience these other cultures, whether, you know, they get a chance to go or not. Um, you know, there, there's, it's educational but fun. The back has a pronunciation guide and glossary and a map. And, you know, just to really be able to immerse kids in other places. My books, you wrote this for children. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Now let me let me explain to listeners. Kiki is spelled K E E K E E, not uh, K I K I. So it's K W E K W E. And if you've got kids and you're doing a little traveling, uh, you can find information at Kiki's Big Adventures dot com. It would be the website. So Kiki is K W E K W E. What age group is this aged? Is this aimed at, Shannon? Well, it's um, picture. It's a picture book. So they say picture books. The industry says four to seven year olds. You know, I do school visits and and book signings. Uh, I'm going to be doing one at the Villages and Barnes and Noble uh, in Florida uh, on November 29th. But I read everywhere from kindergarten to fifth grade, really. I've had reading specialists in schools tell me that this is one of the few picture books they've had that entertains that big of a span of children because everybody can get something out of it. Either, you know, the little ones love the pictures and the animals or, you know, the the bigger kids love the language piece of it that's in there too and the culture, you know, especially in Athens, you can see, I mean, it it fits nicely into like a third grade curriculum um, when they're learning about Athens and Greece. When are you going to be at the Villages? I'm going to be at the Villages, Florida on November, Saturday, November 29th. Okay. Uh, at 2 p.m. Okay, a lot of grandparents at the villages. They'll want to buy it for their grandchildren. Good place to go promote the book. Yeah, I know. It's a great... Uh, we're going to be down there. My my in-laws live down there, so we're going to be down Got there it. for Thanksgiving and thought it would be a great time to be down there and share the book because it's a perfect the, holiday gift. <laughs> the latest is called Kiki's Big Adventure in Athens, Greece. Kiki is K-E-E-K-E-E-E, so you can find more information at kikisbigadventures.com. Shannon Jones is the author. Thank you for stopping by, Shannon. Thank you so much, Rudy. It is already the end of the first hour of Rudy Max's World. This was a very quick hour. Fortunately, there's one more hour, and most of our stations stay around for it. We're going to take a break for about six minutes for some local news, or some news, and uh, maybe a couple commercials. We'll be back. Got a whole nice roster of guests coming up. Don't touch that dial. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.